Father God in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to worship you in prayer and for the outpouring of your spirit. We pray that your spirit would be seen, felt, and heard as we spend time congregating and worshiping you so that we'll be able to edify you and uplift you in all that we do and say. Forgive us, bless us, and keep us. In your name we do pray. Amen. I want to thank you for spending time with us this evening, and I want to bring you insight from a message that is now recorded in 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. We find here, um, starting in verse 4, these words. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Verse 8. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and you servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall you be our servants to serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Verse 32. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. I've entitled my message today, Let's Get Ready to Rumble, The Fight of Your Life. Let's get ready to rumble the fight of your life. And I want to um, bear inference or insight into professional fighters and what they go through in terms of preparation for a fight and the fight in the aftermath. And I know for us, many of the the, the thought of fighting sours in our minds when we look back on being bullied at school or being pushed around if you had a sibling, if you're a younger one like I was, and having to deal with certain things where it requires a lot of effort and energy because you were fighting um, mentally and psychologically or physically for a job or promotion or for your marriage or whatever it is that you find challenging your life and you find yourself you know, expending a lot of time and energy to overcome those things and be victorious. And so when we have here the insight, or when we look at professional fighters, whether boxers or those in MMA, we find some um, important spiritual lessons that we can learn and that kind of mirror our, our, our existence here on earth in being children of the king. So when you know that when a fight is set, that there's a trainer involved and a trainer is responsible for several things to prepare the fighter for the fight. And the trainer, what he does is that he sets the uh, the the regimen for the fighter, and he gets up, having gets up, gets up early in the morning, get him up early in the morning, and then they go running and they go weightlifting, you know, to build up strength and endurance. Next, the trainer will modify the fighter's diet, so sweets are taken out and fast foods and things of that, that of that nature that would not prepare the fighter to be his best in a fight is restricted and removed from his diet. And then the trainer would choose sparring partners for his fighter. The fighter is not responsible for choosing sparring partners. The trainer does. And we find is that is done to help the fighter prepare for his opponent to give him confidence and to uh, you know, allow him to have smaller victories to prepare him for a larger one that's ahead. 
So we find here a spiritual parallel in that we have a trainer in Jesus that he gets us up early in the morning for study and prayer. And we have also where we go through this strength and conditioning to give us endurance to last the, the, the course of a fight. We're told that um, the race is not given to the strength, uh, to the swift nor the strong, but he that endures unto the end. And then the trainer will remove uh, a modified diet where sweets are taken out, things that a person likes to do that comes natural is removed for, um, for the, uh, out of their diet. And so that's prepared the fighter to be at his best in combat. To be at his best in combat. And then the trainer would choose sparring partners for him that mimics the fighter that he's going to face. And this is done to help him to prepare for the fight, but allow him to build up confidence in himself and his abilities. And we're told that the step of a righteous man are ordered by God. He chooses our battles, um, our, our opponents for us, and he allows us to gain confidence in him through things that we're dealing with, you know, from in our formative years in, 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 in terms of um, being in school and going through the uh, pre uh, uh, adolescence and things of that nature. And we find ourselves um, learning to trust and depend on him. And we carry that with us throughout life. And we get confidence in these smaller um, battles and victories to help us engage in later life when, they, when it will intensify to be able to withstand the enemy. And so when, when this happens, when this happened, all the, 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 the getting up early and the strength and conditioning and the diet is modified and the sparring takes place, the fighter is now ready for a fight. But now before that happens, there, there are press conference and there's a promotional tour to generate fans interest, to generate fans interest in the fight. And we found here that Satan was found in the course of heaven with the sons of God. And he said he had been walking to and fro and he was looking and has not found a worthy opponent. And God said, have you considered my servant, Job? You see here, God is promoting the fight between Satan and Job. And so um, Satan, you know, was like thinking that, you know, he was king of this world, which we, he's um, known as the prince of this world, the prince of darkness. But God said, there's a man that I want you to consider because I know he will beat you. And so now um, that the, the training and the diet and the sparring and the promotional tours have taken place, now the fight happens. But before the fight happens, there's what we call a weigh-in. And the weigh-in happens where both fighters get on the scale and, uh, you know, they record their weight. But at the weigh-in, the fighter is going to look his best ever. The fighter is going to look his best ever because we find after the fight, they come to the press conference with glasses on. They have knots and whoops on their face and cuts and things. And so at the weigh-in, the fighter looked the best he's ever going to look. And sometimes we, we confuse the weigh-in for the fight. We come to church dressed in our best. And we get in little skirmish and, and, and jockeying for position of what have you at church. And we confuse the weigh-in for the fight. But the fight doesn't happen at the weigh-in. It happens on the outside of the church. And, and it should not be when we come to church that there is fighting going along. You know, and not so much in a physical sense, but in, in, in a psychological or, or, or um, spiritual sense. And so the fighter looks his best before the weigh-in. 
And so then the fight happens where they're both ushered in the ring and we have an announcer um, that comes uh, on with the microphone and his name is Michael Buffer that says uh, some famous words that everybody knows and he says, let's get ready to rumble. And it didn't say introducing out of this corner and he would give what we call the tail of the tape and the tail of the tape will list the fighter's height and arm reach and weight and it records his victories and knockouts. And we find here that is with Gad, he's introduced in um, verse four as a champion. He's introduced as a champion. And we know that he stood nearly 10 feet tall and weighed uh, close to 500 or so pounds. And, you know, and then he had, we said he was told that he had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. And his weight um, and uh, the, his armament and all that stuff we found recorded. And then the tail of the tape is for David. And all the thing we know about David, he's one of eight sons of Jesse and he's a shepherd. He's one of eight sons and he's a shepherd and it's not much known. And you have this, this seemingly imbalanced fight that's about to take place between um, um, Goliath and David. And so... When the fight starts, uh, there's, you know, the first round sometimes is what we, what we call a fill-up round where, you know, they're trying to gauge the enemy. And so what is happening during our formative years when, when we're told that a child's um, first teacher is his mother, a Satan is trying to wiggle his way in there and, and trying to plant seeds in, in a child during his formative years because it's not so much happened in the first round that destroys the fighter. Uh, well, um, in terms of a knockout, but it's the accumulations of punch that happens um, um, that allows a knockout to be secured in the later rounds. So, in, in, and while child is growing up and going through preschool and elementary school and, and middle and high school and college and things of that nature, Satan is putting things in his path, trying to fill out and see what exactly will cause a person. Um, temper to, to go up or his blood pressure to raise and what caused a person to get excited and, and, and start to become lustful and things of that nature. And so now it is set and he knows that he can continue round after round um, trying this person with certain type of hooks and combination. So at the end of each round, uh, um, each fighter retreats to their corner. And in their corner are some very important people. <laughs> You're going to like this. In their corner are some very important people. We find that there is a corner man. And a corner man gives his fighters instructions. The corner man gives his fighters instructions. And we have also, when the referee brings um, the fighter to the center of the ring before the fight, he says, I want you to um, obey my voice at all times and protect yourself. So what the corner man does, he's giving them instructions. He says, hey, Continue hitting with the jab. You gotta get away from um, the ropes and things of that nature. And the corner man assesses this fight from a different angle that the fighter can't see. And this corner man is no other than the, uh, the, the stone that the builders rejected, that is the head cornerstone. The stone that the builders rejected is become the head cornerstone, and he's in our corner. He's in our corner giving us instruction on how to defeat the enemy. He sees things from a different angle. He knows what the fighter, uh, what the enemy is susceptible to. And he gives us instructions. And also we have in, in, in the corner a person that's known as a cut man. 
the cut man helps a fighter when he comes back to the corner uh, with a, a bruise or a cut. So he want to stop the bleeding or reduce the swelling. So you see an ice, an ice pack or they perform some type of um, a procedure to, to stitch the fighter up between rounds. And, and then you have other people in the corner as well. And they will put a, a, a sponge filled with water on a fighter's head or they give him something to drink. And this right here are ministering angels. Ministering angels that are, that are there to assist the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And we have them in our corner. And so as the fight endures and the fighter goes back and forth between his corner, back into the center of the ring, and the fight goes on until a later round, the, uh, uh, the corner man said, would let the fighter know where he's at in the battle. He said, hey, you're ahead on points. And if you can hold on to the end, the judges will have mercy on you. You're ahead on point. If you hold on to the end, the judges will have mercy on you. You see, the judge can't help you if you quit. The judge can't help you if you quit. Or he would tell the fighter, say, you're behind on points. You need a knockout. If you're head on points, he lets you know that you continue doing what you're doing. Continue loving your enemies. Continue to bless those that persecute you. Continue to go to the prisons and to the nursing homes and visit those in the highways and the byways of life. Continue to share your faith. But if you're behind on points and you need a knockout, he lets you know, hey, you're going to have to give up alcoholism. You're going to have to give up drugs and substance abuse. You're going to have to give up sexual promiscuity. You're going to have to give up backbiting and lying and selfishness. You need a knockout. And he's given us instructions on how to be victorious in this fight. He's given us instructions on how to be victorious in this fight. And so the fight ends. The fight ends. And both fighters are pacing the corner like the time of Jacob's trouble. Wondering if they're going to be if the hands are going to be raised victorious, and they're pacing the corner, waiting to hear the words. And then the announcer steps back into the ring. And in this walk of life, in this spiritual journey, we have an announcer. Paul describes this scene. He says, uh, "He said at the voice of the archangel. Guess what? At the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. See, we have an announcer, and he's going to." Call forth his children out of the grave. He's going to call forth his children out of the grave. And what we are listening for when the announcer gets back in the ring is, uh, is, is a word and a phrase. Uh, it, well, they, 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 there's two words we hear. There's two words we hear um, in, 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 to determine who is the winner. And he will say, and still, and still. Um, champion, let's know that that person has won, or oh, and still uh, a, a Sabbath keeper, and still child of God, and still virgin, and still drunk and alcohol free, and still going out and sharing his faith, and still, or he would say this word, and new, and new, a uh, 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 drunk overcomer and sex reformer, and new. Tired and often returner and new Christian and child of God. You see, we listen for these words and still and new. So either we're holding on or we have become from behind and we find ourselves to be victorious in this thing. The Bible lets us know um, that there's going to be a scene that takes place that mirrors what happens in a boxing ring. 
And when the announcer make these, uh, this proclamation, someone's from the fighter corners come and lifts them in the air. Someone from the fighter corner comes and lifts him in the air. And at the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, our angels are going to come down and hover over our graves. And we're going to be called forth out of the grave. And we're going to be told that, there, that this immortal shall put on immortality. And this corruptible shall put on incorruptibility. And we're going to meet the law in the air. Guess what? And it said, we who are alive and remain shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling eye. And guess what? We're going to meet them in the air. You see, someone comes from the corner and lifts the fighter in the air at the sound of victory. At the sound of victory. And the announcer, they, you know, they always interview the fighters. They always interview the fighters at the end. And here we find evidence of the first and second resurrection. Here we find evidence of the first and second resurrection. And the winner is always interviewed first. The winner is always interviewed first. And what they like to do, if you ever watch the Super Bowl and at the end, they ask the MVP, say, where are you going? And he says this word, I'm going to Disney World. But so, so the, the fighter is interviewed first, right? And uh, the winner is interviewed first and he says, you know, champ. You look to be in trouble. They want to know how you overcame. And they say, champ, you look to be in trouble in the later round. What, was, what happened? How did you make it over? You look to be in trouble with paying attention in school or paying your parents' voice. You look to be in trouble in studying and sharing your faith. You look to be in trouble with um, uh, riotous living. You look to be in trouble um, with lawlessness. How did you make it over? And the, and the champ would say, I've listened to my corner. I've listened to my corner. And we had a game plan. He says that if I can get, the, the, uh, if I can endure to the end, chain up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he would not depart from it. He said, if I can get the, if I can endure it to the end and get the fight to the judges, the judges will have mercy on me. He said, I stuck to the game plan. I continue to trust and believe in my Savior, even though it looks like uh, I, I was down on my back because of alcoholism or if I, I, was, I was involved in, in an extra matter of fear. Even though it looked like it was uh, when people had counted me out, I never gave up my faith. I never gave up my faith and trusted and believing in God. And then guess what? They also interview the loser. They also interview the loser, and they'll interview the loser and say, "Hey, you're winning this thing. What went wrong? You seem to have a, a, a handle on peer pressure and selfishness. You seem to be winning this fight, you know, in, in terms of not going clubbing and, and and jumping from bed to bed. You seem to be winning this thing by going to church and and participating in the programs and." in Sabbath school and AYM and going out into the community, you seem to be wondering this thing, what happened? And the fighter would normally shrug his shoulder with a sullen look and a drop head. Or he would say, I got away from what my corner was telling me. I got away from what my corner was telling me. Cast not away your confidence will have great recompense of a reward.
said, I gotta wait for what my corner was telling me. And as I said earlier, what they like to do, what they like to do with the uh, um, with the winner is ask them what's next. You see, at the end of a fight, at the end of uh, uh, being victorious, the fighter likes to go away on vacation to recuperate and to relax. You're gonna love this here. The fighter likes to go away on vacation to recuperate and relax. And and we're told here that we uh, John lets us know that. God has went away to prepare a place for vacation for us. In my father's house are many mansions. There are streets of gold. There are pearly gates. There's walls of jasper. Uh, there are trees that bear uh, 12 manners of fruit. And he says that uh, we're going to go away on vacation. Guess what? For a thousand years. No matter how long the fighter goes on vacation, he comes back home. So heaven is a vacation. Heaven is a vacation for a thousand years because John described a new heaven and a new earth. How would you like to go away and come back home and have your home renovated better than it ever was before? John just said there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And it's here where we spend eternity. It's here where we spend eternity. So we find here mirroring the life of combatants, our Christian journey where we get up early and go through training and he chooses our sparring partner. He's bragging on us. Have you considered Willie? Have you considered you? The fight happens that we have to obey the, 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 the voice of the referee to protect ourselves all the time. The Bible lets us know my sheep hears my voice. And so we have to listen and take hold of the advice that our corner man has given us, and then we find ourselves cut and bruised. Uh, we're told that there's a bomb in Gilead, whoo, uh, that make the sinner whole. Uh, and so the, the, the Holy Spirit, which is, we're told is another comforter, will, 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 will come and take care of us to get us to, um, to and through the end of this world. And so when this happened, when Christ pierced the cloud, let us be found in two camps. Either we're going to be in steel or new. I don't know where you stand with your walk with Christ, but as long as that's said about you and me, we're going to be all right. And steel and new. Remember, let's get ready to rumble because you're in the fight of your life and for your life. God bless you.